welcome to TSN 4 Downs. Your one stop for NFL offseason news, fantasy football prep work to get ready. OTAs, mini camps going on, mandatories coming up this week in the National Football League, which means that after the next couple weeks, it's a Ben, it is go time. You're listening on TSN 1050. I'm Andy McNamara, TSN 1050.ca, the iHeartRadio app. You can watch live on Twitch TV as well. Just go to twitch.tv forward slash Andy Mac Live, and you can see behind the scenes here at the TSN 1050 Toronto studio. Jump in the chat room as well. Great show for you today. I'm excited about this show. Mitchell Renz from Chat Sports. This guy does a tremendous job covering the Oakland Raiders and the whole. NFL, really. but So we're going to talk Raiders, who have had a fascinating, that doesn't necessarily mean it's all good, a fascinating offseason, and really going back to John Gruden just tearing down that team with the Cleo Mack trade, Amari Cooper, uh, you, you bring in Mike Mayock as GM, then the controversial draft. We're talking Raiders as well as an AFC West preview. We talked the other week with John Crick again. AFC East, we're going AFC West preview. And we're going to have a little who'd you rather conversation. On today's show as well. We did last week with Mariota and Winston. I want to keep the quarterback conversation going with QBs that entered the league in the same draft. So today, we go to 2014. And two quarterbacks who have seen some success. They've had some issues. Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo. Two second round picks in the 2014 draft who I loved coming out. My poor Browns, of course, took Johnny Manziel. We all know where Johnny is right now. Nowhere. Trying to work out again on some beach and try to set the Guinness Book of World Records for the most leagues started in or something. But Jimmy Garoppolo and Derek Carr. So it's a two-fold question for you today. In normal football, not fantasy, but just straight-up football, who would you rather have as your quarterback? Derek Carr of the Raiders, adding Antonio Brown, Jarrell Williams. They drafted Josh Jacobs, of course. Or Jimmy Garoppolo, who the 49ers last year were the sexiest team in the NFL. We're supposed to run away with it. We're being talked about possible uh, NFC championship contenders to get there. And then Garoppolo got injured. How does it affect him coming back after that long injury layoff? So who'd you rather straight up to lead your team this season? Jimmy Garoppolo or Derek Carr? And then from a fantasy perspective, and you can vote on this on Twitter, at AndyMC81 and at TSN4Downs, who'd you rather draft for your NFL fantasy team. If you had to take one, don't tweet me and say I had none of the above or somebody else. That's not the question. The question is, if you had to take one of these quarterbacks, which QB would you draft for your NFL fantasy team? Derek Carr of the Raiders, Jimmy Garoppolo of the 49ers, Marcus Mariota of the Titans, or famous Jameis Winston of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So we're tying in the last two weeks of quarterback questions here. So a couple of who'd you rather questions, you can vote on there. We're also going to do a deep dive prep work. Okay, we're going to do some homework today on your fantasy football team. The fantasy football counselor, Joseph Robert, has like over 100,000 followers on Instagram. The guy goes every day hardcore. We're going strategy. We're going prep. And also a sleeper position. And for each offensive position, a sleeper player you need to keep your eye on for your upcoming NFL fantasy football draft. So sleeper positions for every offensive position and overall strategy as you get ready for your fantasy football draft that really, what, will be there Month and a half, right? It comes up quick. You don't, want to, you don't want to be the guy on your fantasy football team or your group, your, your draft, who didn't prep in your league. You, you don't want to be that guy and then caught up and then you have a bad season. It doesn't work. Fantasy football counselor Joseph Robert is going to help us do that in about 25 minutes' time. But let's get to three and out, some news and notes, starting with first down. 
first down. Now, producer Aradis Vandy and, and Sean Lavery last week put this one in because I, they, they know this, gets, this topic gets me fired up. If you have not known or heard my feelings on, on Kyler Murray, the first overall pick of the Arizona Cardinals, as, as being considered the next great quarterback, go to a, at AndyMC81, go to twitch.tv forward slash AndyMacLive and, and watch the videos, hear the sound on TSN 4 Downs, the show page. You, you'll get the gist. But Matthew Berry, this is from a different angle now, from a fantasy football perspective. The great Matthew Berry says, well, Kyler Murray, he discusses if he's going to be a valid fantasy option at quarterback. Look, I get it. Many a fantasy season has been done in by relying on a rookie quarterback. But Kyler Murray has the potential to be a dual-threat type of quarterback right out of the gate and a fantasy stud. Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen in one player. Before the draft, I said Murray could put up numbers similar to what Russell Wilson did in his rookie year, right? 3,000 passing yards, 500 or so rushing yards, 30 touchdowns. Total touchdowns. Our very own Mike Clay, who does the projections for ESPN, said after the draft that Murray is in line for those types of numbers as well, which would have made Kyler Murray a top 15 fantasy quarterback last year. And honestly, he has the potential to be even better. The Cards suddenly have some talent on the offensive side of the ball. Andy Isabella, Hakeem Butler, drafted to join Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk, not to mention David Johnson out of the backfield. Speaking of David Johnson, he now has the potential to once again become the number one overall running back in fantasy, and honestly, he's not being drafted like that. In that Cliff Kingsbury offense with Kyler Murray making plays, Johnson's running and pass-catching ability will be on full display. Remember, Texas Tech, under Kingsbury, ranked sixth in running back receptions last year. I expect Johnson to once again be the player he was in 2016. Okay, Matthew Berry, love you. Legend, right? Now, I'll, I'll listen to the David Johnson argument about him coming back and maybe being the forgotten guy, all the hype, Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, all that, right? So I'll listen to the David Johnson portion. Let me start with Cliff Kingsbury here. The Texas Tech offense, okay, uh, we can't forget that he was a loser in college. A loser in college. Losing record. We're not talking about Nick Saban. We're not talking about multiple national championships. Some guru guy who took a team from nothing to something. No. He was a losing head college coach. You join a loser organization in the Arizona Cardinals with a loser GM who keeps firing coaches and spent two first-round picks in consecutive drafts on quarterbacks. Oh, and then, by the way, got fleeced because he couldn't wrangle a deal for Josh Rosen and gave him away for nothing to the Miami Dolphins. Okay? That's what we're dealing with. So Cliff Kingsbury may want to run that offense. I want to do a lot of things, too. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. Now let's get to Kyler Murray. Okay? College numbers. They're they're fantastical. Right? You can pop up. Look, Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy, longtime backup for the Washington Redskins, former Cleveland Brown, had at one point the most passing yards in college football history. Guess what that meant in the NFL? Backup quarterback. That's fine. Make a nice living. Not a superstar. Kyler Murray, I've said it before, and I'll keep saying it, generously listed at 5'11". Okay? That dude's not 5'11". Generously listed at 5'11". More generously listed at 207 pounds at the Combine, which was fake water weight. That dude was playing at 190, 195. You're not going to be able to see over your offensive line. He has a good arm. But to me, he's just a slightly more accurate Lamar Jackson. But at least Lamar Jackson has height. Kyler Murray is going to be scrambling, running, and squashed by the new age defensive end types like Montez Sweat, who was taken by Washington 
guys who are 6'5", 6'6", and can run faster than you and can run faster than wide receivers. Kyler Murray, to me, is not a fantasy option in any stretch. If, even if it's a 2QB league, I'm not drafting Kyler Murray. Uh-uh. Not interested at all. I'll pass on Kyler Murray for real-life football and for fantasy football. Let's get to second down. Second down. All right, so now we're looking at the ESPN panel, Adam Schefter, Field Yates, and Lewis Riddick, picking their most interesting teams of the offseason. Field mentioned the Cleveland Browns, and we heard the Odell Beckham trade, but look at all the other moves. You didn't mention the acquisition of Sheldon Richardson or trading for Olivier Vernon, and you look at the strength that they've added to the defensive front in Cleveland. All of a sudden, Cleveland, which has been a laughing stock for a long time, is the most intriguing team in all of football. They can't be on primetime football enough. We all want to watch the Cleveland Browns. When was the last time we heard that said about that franchise? How about the Green Bay Packers, who were the first team to fill their head coaching vacancy by naming Matt LaFleur the successor to Mike McCarthy, and then a rare, not just a foray into free agency, but who was more aggressive in free agency? Maybe, I mean, maybe the Raiders, but besides that, the Packers, right? They are Preston Smith, Zadarius Smith up front, Adrian Amos in the back end, filling some depth on the offensive line with Billy Turner. And perhaps most importantly, the key to Green Bay's offseason, Aaron Rodgers of Game of Thrones and football fame is now fully healthy again. Yeah, you mentioned the Oakland Raiders. I think they're the most interesting team by far. They had so many needs, so many holes, so much draft capital, money to spend in free agency, John Gruden, Mike Mayock, first-year GM, coming out of the studio, and what did they do? They went piece by piece, pick by pick, acquisition by acquisition, and they hit every one of their needs. Now it's just a matter of whether or not they can put it all together and win football games. That opening game, you, know, you say the Denver Broncos you know, with Joe Flacco is an interesting team. The Raiders are interesting. It's a Monday night opener. That's going to be a heck of a showdown there in the AFC West. I think the West may be – I think the Chiefs may have a little bit tougher of a time than maybe you, um, maybe you think. There you go. The most interesting teams for the ESPN panel. I'm with Adam Schefter, of course, with, with the Browns. I think you have it. And interesting doesn't necessarily mean good, although in the Browns' case, I think it is. The Chiefs, how they overcome Tyreek Hill being gone and with full season without Kareem Hunt, I think is going to be very interesting. See what that offense does. But with the Browns, also, you have Odell Beckham Jr., who showed up for one Mini camp before that, May 14, just showing up. He's on vacation. And head coach Freddie Kitchens was not happy with that. He was a little more vocal about saying he's missing the offense. Now he got mandatory. OBJ is going to be back and with the Browns. But did that cost him? Will that have any sort of effect on his development with Baker Mayfield? Now they've played catch and hung out a lot. So I think it's fine. But you add that piece in Odell Beckham Jr. You have Kareem Hunt waiting in the wings coming week nine. Further development of Baker. The Browns, to me, the most interesting team in the National Football League. Let's go to third down. Third down. And we'll go back to the ESPN panel of Schefter, Yates, and Reddick on their favorite move of this offseason. I'm going to go with Denver trading a fourth-round pick to Baltimore for Joe Flacco. I think that you're talking about a quarterback here who's won Super Bowl MVP. Denver was looking for an upgrade at the position. I've spoken to a couple of coaches who believe, in their words that Joe Flacco was a quote-unquote steal. Now, again, if he can stay healthy, he's going to have the arm strength to have a strong season in Denver. And guess what? If it doesn't work out, they give up a second-round pick for Drew Locke. So they got Flacco for the short term. They've got Locke for the long term. I think Denver strengthened its quarterback position. You know, Wendy, believe it or not, I cannot dunk, but I imagine that a slam dunk (laughs) would feel a lot like what it was for John Dorsey to acquire Odell Beckham Jr., 
from the New York Giants for what amounted to Jabril Peppers, the 17th overall pick in the draft, and another pick in the 2019 NFL draft. I love the move for Cleveland for all of the obvious reasons. This is a player at 25 years old who has the chance to be the most explosive and dynamic wide receiver in all of football. Cleveland is serious about winning this year. I don't think they're just looking for seven wins to nine wins. They're thinking big in Cleveland the AFC North this season. Huge. Yeah, my favorite, my favorite is the free agent acquisition of Tyron Matthew in Kansas City. Not only for what he does to them on the field, which is a multi-positional player that can do a little bit of everything, but because of what he's bringing to them off the field in terms of his maturity, and you want to talk about mentoring people, if you look at his track record in Houston, they raved about how he mentored people down there and set a good example. And he's going to do the same thing in Kansas City. He's recently engaged to his girlfriend. This is a guy, you want to talk about success stories, a guy who has flipped his career around? I mean, Tyron Matthew was like, people were thinking, we don't know what's going to happen with this young man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, he's like a beacon of leadership in Kansas City. I mean, it's awesome to me. I like the Joe Flacco comment out of Shefty there, uh, from Adam Schefter on the ESPN panel. I think that is... Potentially a big steal. Now, for whatever reason, John Elway can't, can't figure out the quarterback position. One of the best in his own can't figure it out. You go from Peyton Manning, to then Brock Osweiler, Paxton Lynch, and now you go Flacco. But if Flacco, as Schefter said, can stay healthy, this is a guy in prove-it mode, right? You drafted Drew Locke as the guy who can come in slowly behind him after this year. This could be the piece for the Broncos if Flacco can get back anywhere close to that Super Bowl form with something to prove in his mind that he could take the Broncos with that defense and with that running game and maybe make a real case in the AFC West. Speaking of the AFC West, we're going to be talking about that and a deep dive into the Oakland Raiders, baby. Okay, Raiders are back. Mitchell Renz from Chat Sports covers the Raiders, covers the NFL. We'll be talking with him next here on TSN 4 Downs. Back to TSN Four downs, TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca, the iHeartRadio app. I'm Andy McNamara. You can watch along live on Twitch TV, twitch.tv forward slash Andy McLeff. See behind the scenes here at TSN 1050 Studio. Still to come, a real deep strategy look at your fantasy football season. Some strategies as well as offensive positional sleepers to keep an eye on for your fantasy football draft. I'll be with Joseph Robert, the fantasy football counselor on Instagram in a little bit. First, though, let's talk Raiders, the most fascinating team, one of them, in the whole NFL, as well as review the AFC West. That is with Mitchell Renz of Chat Sports, who I caught up with a little bit earlier. Mitch, I don't know if there's a more interesting, entertaining team than the Oakland Raiders this offseason, coming in starting before the draft, free agency, and all the potential leading up to it. Just big picture, what are some of your takeaways from how last season ended to all that has transpired? Antonio Brown, the draft, Mike Mayoff being brought on at GM. How are you feeling about the Oakland Raiders? Well, Andy, let me just first start off by saying you said, I don't know. I'm going to correct you and say, I know that the Open Raiders are the most entertaining team right now in the NFL. And I'm so blessed that I get to cover them at Chat Sports. If you guys like the Open Raiders, uh, check out my channel, the uh, Open Raiders Report, youtube.com slash Raiders Report. But Mike Mayock comes in, which I absolutely love that signing. This is just one of these guys who I think knows a lot about the NFL and He's an entertaining dude. Like he calls the NFL Combine, the the um, Underwear Olympic. Right. Heck, just the other day, the Raiders go out and they get Richie Incognito, and he's like, "Well, you know, you can't have all Boy Scouts." Like this Raiders <laughs> team to me is kind of shifting a little bit, and a lot of the, the moves that they're doing 
You can call me crazy and saying this. I think they're kind of Patriot-esque in the sense wow. that they are building a team. They're building a they're, – they're trying to put together a system in a sense. Like you go look at all the players they drafted, all high-character guys, mm-hmm. all guys who are team captains, all very, very highly talked about about their coaches or were talked about by their coaches in college, and now you're going out and getting some big-name players in free agency – I'll tell you what, I am blessed that I get to cover this Rangers team right now. <laughs> and you do an awesome job for it on Chat Sports, too. Hey, Mitch, you, you said it. You have the high-character guys coupled with, let's, there's no bigger diva than Antonio Brown. Richie Incognito is, uh, let's say, a little rough around the edges. You got Vontae's perfect, who's a, an, a, an animal on and off the field. Like you got, you got edge, you got Boy Scouts, and you got a hell of a talented team. And I'll say this, because you do a lot of fantasy work as well. I've been pounding the table saying I think one of the most underrated fantasy wide receivers this year is going to be Terrell Williams because everyone's going to be focusing on Antonio Brown. I think he could have a Juju Smith-Schuster type of year benefiting from the attention of Antonio Brown. What do you think? Well, I don't know if I'll go Juju Smith-Schuster. I'm saying I Juju. Think when you look at the Steelers' offense, they threw the ball a lot more with the Raiders. But if I had to put a number on what I think Tyrell's going to get. So I went back and I looked at the number two option and a Derek Carr-led offense the last five years, and the numbers came out to about an average of 109 targets. I think Tyrell Williams could be around that 109 target range, and then you look at his career reception mark, I think he's going to be around 800 receiving yards or um, over 1,000 receiving yards, like just over Mm 1,000 and seven touchdowns. If you want to look at the year he had in 2016 with the L.A. Chargers, I think that's the numbers that Tyrell Williams is going to put up because, yeah, Antonio Brown is going to benefit. But then there are so many other aspects of this Raiders offense that people don't talk about. Like the entire offseason, Mike Mayock was like, hey, man, we want to add speed. So what do you do? You go out and get J.J. Nelson. J.J. Nelson is one of the fastest 40 times in NFL history. Mm. And then you're also going to add some players underneath who are solid, like Hunter Renfro, who I really like. But then Tyrell Williams, a 6'4", 225-pound wide receiver, field stretcher, and you can say what you want about Derek Carr because I'm probably one of the biggest guys who hits on Derek Carr's ability to throw down the field. But actually, over the last three years, Russell Wilson and Derek Carr have put up the best numbers for throwing the ball 20 yards down the field in terms of completion percentage. Like right. Derek Carr's completion percentage and throws over 20 yards last season was over 50%. And we, that was the best in the NFL. And we forget how good he was before that leg injury, right? And then there's been upheaval, coaching change, and all that. Like they, Derek Carr, I'm big on Derek Carr, and I was big on him coming out of the 2014 draft. What do you feel about Josh Jacobs? 24th pick overall, absolutely love that draft pick, adding to the backfield. Is he somebody, because we know, Mitch, running backs are one of those positions where day one, out of the draft, rookie year, they can make an impact. Do you feel Josh Jacobs is going to be a, a, a bit of a game changer for that offense? I think Josh Jacobs is going to have the ability to potentially be that three-down running back. Gruden said about two months ago that he's looking for a three-down running back. Here's the thing, though. We've been kind of spoiled with running backs coming into the NFL right away. You mean, you look at 2016, Zeke blew it up. 2017, Kareem Hunt had a great year. Last year, Saquon Barkley. I mean, rookie running backs have just been stepping in and just having sensational years. This was one of those years that was a little bit of a down Mm. year. Now, I like Josh Jacobs. He's a talented dude. But Josh Jacobs also, his career, his entire career at Alabama had 299 touches. He just never really got the workload. I think he's going to get fed the rock a lot. I mean, they don't really have another option there. I mean, Chris Warren, he's worrying about his weight. Jalen Rashard, I saw a pass-catching running back who led the Raiders last year with 68 receptions. But Josh Jacobs is definitely going to be the main guy there. 
The interesting thing that I'm going to say with Jacobs is I went back and I looked at John Gruden's last 12 years, okay, when he was a head coach. Two out of those 12 years, a running back rushed for over 1,000 yards. So oh. I don't think Jacobs is going to get over 1,000 yards rushing. He could be around that 1,000-yard like scrimmage uh, marker. Yeah. But when it's just it's this offense in general I think is changing. Also, over the last four games of last season, the Raiders, when they ran the football, they ran out of a power formation. Richie Incognito was notorious in the Buffalo Bills from 2015 to 2017. Their all-pro offensive guard was notorious for a run-blocking scheme. I don't know if you remember when the Bills were actually a really, really good running team. Yeah. When they had LaShawn McCoy, Carlos Williams. Like, they had a talented running back core. I think they're going to try to run the football a little bit. Now, I hate Tom Cable. I think Tom Cable is a <laughs> horrible coach. But if there's one thing that Tom Cable can kind of do, it's run the power foot, like the power scheme. Right. Now, sure, he had Marshawn Lynch when he was successful, but I think the Raiders do want to try to control the clock to try to keep that defense off the field. Come Adam, Tom Cable, in conversation with Mitchell Renz from Chat Sports. Does a great <laughs> Get job. at me. Get at him. On Twitter, at Mitchell Renz 365 Does a great job covering the Raiders in the NFL for Chat Sports. Okay, Mitchell, we've been playing a little Who'd You Rather the last couple weeks here on TSN 4 Downs. Last week, and we're coupling quarterbacks in draft classes. So last week, it was Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston entering year five. This week, because it's Raiders, I wanted to go Derek Carr, and Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy G, coming out of that 2014 draft. My poor Browns, of course, the notorious Johnny Manziel debacle. But let's do it right now. If you could pick one, both are healthy on a team. You go Jimmy G or Derek Carr. Who'd you rather? Um, I guess, do you want me to say from an actual NFL standpoint or from a fantasy football standpoint? What do you want? Let's say from an actual football standpoint. From an actual football standpoint, I'm going to take Derek Carr. And the reason why I'm going to take Derek Carr is because I think Derek Carr grew a lot last year as a man and as, mm-hmm. as a football player. Last year, Derek Carr's main wide receiver was Jordy Nelson, who is no longer on the team. No. He also had to deal with Marcel Aitman. Marcel Aitman was an undrafted free agent who was their number two wide receiver last year. Sure, Jared Cook was a solid tight end, and Jalen Richard is a solid pass-catching running back. Jimmy Garoppolo, to me, is this player who... I get it. He is 8-2 and two in his entire career, and he was flashy in 2017. But last year, he you know, wasn't all that, I think, great. And when I think of Jimmy Garoppolo, I think he could be a great quarterback. But I've also seen Derek Carr, and if you're telling me right now the offensive line is back for the Raiders, because Derek struggled a little bit last year, but the Raiders also gave up 52 sacks. That was the fifth most in the NFL. From 2016 to 2017, the Raiders gave up 42 sacks. Now, I think Colton Miller is going to be better in his second year. You add Richie Incognito, you have Rodney Hudson, you have Gabe Jackson, and you have Trent Brown on that offensive line. If you can protect Derek Carr, I've seen Derek Carr be able to be an MVP caliber quarterback. Yeah, we see In 2016, it. threw for 28 touchdowns. In 2015, threw for 32 touchdowns. Now you give him Tyrell Williams. Now you give him Antonio Brown. Now you go out and draft Josh Jacobs. You improve that offensive line. If we can get the 2016 version of Derek Carr, Look out, because that dude's legit. And this is going to be his best opportunity, really, as long as he stays healthy, Mitch. There's going to be no excuses. Not that Derek Carr is a guy who makes excuses, but there's going to be nothing from, okay, I'm coming off of an injury, or there's a coaching change. You have all the pieces right there for Derek Carr to be successful, and I'm with you. I think he's going to have a great year. Jimmy Garoppolo, 
I feel kind of was starting to get figured out and then he got injured. So his comeback and how he is able to adapt or evolve is still to be determined. But that's going to be very interesting to check how how he comes back from that injury because the, the 49ers were the sexy team last year, right? They, they, they were the ones and then he you know got injured and they went through that slew of uh, <laughs> unimpressive quarterbacks and, and kind of uh, just bottomed out. So it'll be very interesting to see how Jimmy Garoppolo does. Do you feel he kind of had... Maybe a little bit more attention was put on him because of the Patriot factor, Tom Brady, and all the the uh, rumors that Belichick wanted to keep him, and, and then eventually he got dealt. Oh, 100 percent. I mean, you're telling you're talking about a team that knows how to flip quarterbacks. I wish yeah. I could flip houses the way that the Patriots <laughs> flip quarterbacks. I probably wouldn't even have to work for a living. Right. But I think when you look at Jimmy, I mean, he's he's the fun quarterback, right? Like he's sure. he was a silent guy. He steps right on into the 49ers, a, a 49ers team that. They haven't made the playoffs, I think, since Colin Kaepernick. They haven't had a winning season in the last five years. And then this dude just comes right on in, and they go 5-0, and and they kind of turn everything around. Now, a lot of people don't talk about, I think, how easy their schedule was at the end of the mm-hmm. year. And, mm-hmm. you know, when we look at what Jimmy G was doing last year, I mean, he struggled a little bit. The thing that amazes me with the NFL, and it's one of these reasons why I think we see a lot of, you know, we'll see a lot of quarterbacks in that first year or a player, and then why the sophomore slump and any position is a real thing. It's because when teams, coaches get an entire year of film on you, they can scheme. Absolutely. And like you said, they started the scheme for Jimmy Garoppolo. They started to see what he did well, what they didn't do well, and they started taking it away from him, and then that gets a little bit difficult. But one of the things that gets undersold with Derek Carr, his first four years, the dude had four different coaches in some sort of scheme, yes. whether it was a head coach, an offensive coordinator. That's tough to deal with. This year, they know what he's got. But here's the other thing, like I've said it a hundred times on my show, and now it's like a drinking game. Like when I say 2019 is a prove it year for Derek Carr, it is 100% a prove it year for Derek Carr. And I will defend Derek, but if he can't get it done with the weapons that he has around him, you know, I'll be biting my tongue next year and I'll be like, oh, Derek's not even a Raider. Because uh, if he doesn't get it done, he's gone. Yeah, they'll they'll make a move and try to go in a different direction. Uh, Mitch, never enough time, buddy. Thank you so much. Great stuff. Awesome, Andy. Thank you. And make sure you guys subscribe to the number one Raiders channel on YouTube at youtube.com slash Raiders Report. Andy, anytime, my man, you want to get a beer, you let me know. There you go, Mitchell Renz. Great dude covering the Oakland Raiders and the NFL for Chad Sports. We're going to step aside. Fantasy football strategy time, people. All right? Joseph Robert, the Fantasy Football Council, over 100,000 followers on Instagram. He's going to give us some strategy to get ready for your fantasy football draft and also some sleepers at offensive positions. Vote on the poll at AndyMCD1. Who'd you rather? Quarterback for your fantasy football team. Derek Carr, Jimmy G, Marcus Mariota, or Jameis Winston. Fantasy football advice next on TSN 4 Downs. TSN 4 Downs here on TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca. You can also watch live in studio here at twitch.tv forward slash Andy Mac Live. I'm Andy McNamara. Vote on the Twitter poll at AndyMC81 and the show at TSN 4 Downs. Who'd you rather? Which quarterback for your fantasy football team? If you had to pick one, Derek Carr of the Raiders, Jimmy G of the 49ers, Marcus Mariota of the Titans, or Jameis Winston of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But let's get into some fantasy football strategy and some sleeper picks. Never too early to prep. It's good. Listen, mini camps, OTAs, they're underway. There's the short break, and then training camp starts. Before you know it, your fantasy football draft is there. And if you didn't prep, you're going to be kicking yourself 
all season long. So I'm very excited to talk to my next guy here from the Fantasy Football Counselor Podcast, Joseph Robert on the line. Joseph, how's, how's it going, brother? Happy to talk to you. Good. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Yeah, well, listen, you bring the content every day on Instagram, on Twitter. Give the, what's the Instagram so people can, can follow you right now? Well, guys, yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, at Fantasy Football Counselor, and it's spelled C-O-U-N-S-E-L-O-R, at Fantasy Football Counselor, verified on Instagram, and uh, number one there. So I'm happy to be there. There you go, brother, absolutely. And as I said, you bring the content. But when we were talking about having you on, it was let's get to some draft strategy, right? And we'll get sure. to some sleepers after because you can talk about stars, we can talk about rankings, but ultimately, if you go in – drafts every year change in a hurry. It's like a boxing match, right? You have a plan until you get hit in the face, and something happens, somebody takes somebody out of whack, and then you're panicking. Can you give us a couple of tips for the listeners of just of just general strategies? Because you've developed quite a formula. Right. So I've created the Cuddy system, guys. I'm going to make it very simple. Now, every year the list, the magazines come out, and they're great. They're a great guideline. But you've got to be a little more practical with your approach. So when you're drafting somebody, I created the Cuddy system. Make sure they follow C-U-D-D-Y. The player that you draft has to be consistent. They have to have upside. They have to be durable. Right? They've got to be high on the depth chart, and they've got to have youth. Right? So you don't want to go for some of those older dinosaur guys that right. are coming on the decline. But if you want a practical draft strategy, I mean, one of the main things you've got to do is you've got to make sure you add depth. You know, belt and suspenders. Make sure you have a ton of running backs, you know, and get those guys, again, that are in the cutty system higher on their depth chart, and this is going to help you significantly. Just add depth. And is there a position group? It depends where you're drafting, of course, right? If, you know, if you're in a 12-person league and you're 12, it's going to be different than if you're in the top three. But for me, Joseph, I always try as a rule to think of, okay, what are some of the deepest positions and which are the ones where if you don't get a star, you're going to be waiver-wiring that all year long and, and all that. Is there, like to me, running back is always a, a kind of a one that you want to look at because there's so many committees and maybe even tied in now with the exit of, of Gronk. Is there a position group that in general you're looking at and think, okay, if I can get my starter here, that is a sigh of relief and I can put that, that aside outside of the depth that you were talking about? It's really about adaptability. For 2019 fantasy football, at the beginning, you know, for 2019, you, for the first four or five picks, you definitely want to secure a solid running back. You want to get, you look at your Zeke, your Camaras, guys like that, maybe even Saquon Barkley early on. But don't be surprised for this year to grab a wide receiver at the end because you're going to lose your aces. You're going to lose your Devontae Adams, your Michael Thomases, and your Julio Jones if you do not draft them at the end of the first round, early second. If you happen to get a wide receiver at the end of the second round, double up on running backs round two and three. So again, the running back position is a position you definitely to answer your question and I'm adding a little more depth to it you definitely want to secure those running backs because a lot of them are in committees and you're going to get the split volume you definitely want a guy that's going to get a lot of the attempts so running back is a, is a position I definitely obsess about getting a lot of depth on yeah I, I totally agree because otherwise like Joseph you get into those committee things right it drives you nuts yeah you're going all over the place it's okay who's gonna like the Seattle Seahawks for example the, the last few years it's just it, it's absolute insanity if you don't get one of those guys so let's talk about sleepers let's get into a sleeper a sleeper player for each offensive position and I'd like to get your take on the tight end spot because with even though Gronk had a down year he was still somebody you were gonna look at so now you eliminate him Really, you got to look at Tra- uh, Travis Kelsey, obviously, right off the top. Right. And then after that, boy, even like a Zach Ertz, you got Dallas Goddard kind of floating around. He pushed a little bit there. And, and there's, there starts to be a real drop off real quick at tight end. Do you have a sleeper TE that we should look for? 
So when you're talking tight ends, I definitely say wait. Last year I told you guys do not draw, you know, do not draft Rob Gronkowski early. A lot of people, the mainstream, were telling you, hey, got to get Gronkowski second round. I'm like, no, don't do that. He had some injuries. Anyway, side note, I definitely like Vance McDonald this year because he's a guy that Big Ben can gravitate to. There's some rapport there, and you got 168 freed up targets with Antonio Brown being gone. We have other wide receivers on the Steelers who have not really stepped up. James Washington being one of them, and I think Vance McDonald is a guy who also finished by the way top 10 last year in PPR he's going under people's radar consider him and always wait on a tight end and double up on a tight end so once you get Vance McDonald in the 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th round this guy could have a breakup potential double up, get a backup like a rookie like Noah Fant or TJ Hawkinson who's got massive upside on Detroit and that's my strategy, wait and double up on tight ends I like that. Yeah, because yeah. that's one of those positions. Again, if you if you wait, you wait a little bit too long, then you're just going to be going for scraps the whole season on the waiver wire and just in and out of the lineup. So let's move on to wide receiver. This is a loaded position, and I couple it a little bit, Joseph, to uh, outfielders in fantasy baseball, where right. you want to have the great ones, of course, but there's. There seems to always be a plethora of wide receivers that you can get off the waiver wire. You want to have your studs, but you can usually find value either later in a draft or during the season. Give me a sleeper wideout. Oh, I can give you a ton, but I'll try to focus on one or two here. I'm excited uh, when I talk about this stuff. I see a sleeper episode on my podcast and YouTube channel, but a guy I really like, I mean, this guy's slipping off people's radars a little bit. He's being drafted, I think, after the sixth round, because I've been mock drafting like crazy. But you want to take a look at Geronimo Allison. Now with the uh, void there, with Randall Cobb being gone, Aaron Rodgers is fully healthy. Aaron Rodgers is a guy that throws around 40 touchdowns this season. Had a bit of a down year. Had 20, about 25 touchdowns last year. Look for Allison, a guy who, you know, coming off injury, though, looked pretty good in his first four or five games when he played, around 289 yards. He's going to get, uh, in those four games, he's going to get some volume. I like Allison, and another Another guy you may want to consider, I am a little concerned about the quarterback situation there with uh, Denver, but Cortland Sutton, a guy that could you can get it for an absolute steal and has a little bit of upside later on. Big sleeper. Okay, I like those. I like the, yeah, and, and you have a guy like Geronimo Allison who um, he flashed a little bit, but, but you're right, there was too many targets to go around, and now new coach, right? And, and we'll yeah. see if that can be rejuvenated. So we got tight end, we got wide receiver. What about Running back, sleeper-wise. Um, rookies, typically, we talked with Mitchell Rems before, can't, and the past few years have been able to make an impact. Maybe like a Josh Jacobs type, don't know if that's, you wouldn't consider him necessarily a sleeper, but is there right. somebody who, who you think, okay, if I can get him maybe mid to late rounds, I want to keep my eye on him. Well, I'll give you two sleepers. One's kind of obvious, and he's a rookie sleeper. David Montgomery, love the opportunity yeah. there. Uh, Nagy offense, Bears. And you got to understand, guys, Jordan Howard's one of those guys that has years to wow. I mean, I wasn't really wowed by him. But the guy finished around 20th. I mean, I'm not. don't quote me exactly, but I think he was 20th in PPR amongst running backs. A guy who had 250 attempts and didn't really capitalize on those attempts. Give me David Montgomery and try to get him as soon as you can, maybe even third round or fourth round. So that's the guy. And if you want to talk deep sleepers, a little deeper, maybe you're not, you probably haven't even heard of this guy. And I actually ended up DMing him, wishing him good luck. He replied back and said, thank you. Alexander Madison from the Minnesota Vikings. We know Dalvin Cook can't stay healthy. This guy was a workhorse in college. Keep him on your radar. Deep sleeper stash with some upside if Cook goes down as you've seen him go down the past couple of years. That's great strategy. Joseph Robert, the Fantasy Football Counselor, on Instagram, on YouTube, on Twitter. He's all over the place. Facebook. Uh, that is something you've got to track, too. Injury probability. So if a guy is going to be going down, you've got to have that handcuff at some point as a just-in-case. So we've gone through running back, tight end, wide receiver. 
quarterback. And let me get your vote on this too here, Joseph, because I, I put it out there. We did a, a who'd you rather last week because both Winston and Mariota were entering their uh, fifth season this year, and then Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo both drafted in 2014 second round picks. Uh, both are have big prove it years. So out of those four, who'd you rather have for your fantasy football team if you had to take one? Carr, okay. Jimmy G, Mariota, or Winston? I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not drafting any of these guys. But if I had to choose, by the way, I'm going to give you a sleeper at the end of this. Love it. I mean, just if you don't mind. But I'm telling you, I'm going to have to stay away from all four. But if I had to choose, it would probably be Winston, uh, just because of his receivers. The other guys, you know, Antonio Brown is going to see a lot of double coverage. I don't think Derek Carr is going to be able to thread the needle like Big Ben did because Big Ben forced the ball a lot. You know, a lot of people high on AB. I just right. don't see the same type of production. Again, if, you, if I had to choose, I definitely, like I said, I'm going probably Winston, but again, I'm not drafting any of these guys. Yeah, I'm thinking. Out of those, I like the, the Terrell Williams option kind of as a, a secondary to right. Antonio Brown as well. But Marcus Mario, that offense is archaic, Joseph, right? Like, Marcus Mariota, I know he put on some weight, and I think overall the team's going to have a better year, but I'm not, I, I can't trust that for fantasy football purposes. I, I can't. Uh, who's your sleeper for quarterback? All right, this guy, I love him, guys. Stash him as your best. Again, listen to what I'm saying. I'm not saying draft him first, but the mainstream are telling you Baker Mayfield's a top five. I don't agree with this because they've got him ahead, believe it or not, on the consensus rankings. I had a Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, and Wilson. That is absolutely insane. A guy that beat him in the last five weeks, weeks or six weeks, 12 to 17, guys, go back and look. He outperformed him statistically from a fantasy point of view. 145 points to 111, crushed Mayfield fantasy points-wise. I understand Mayfield's up. You know, offense has gotten better, but Josh Allen's the guy you can get as that backup with massive top 10 upside. The guy can run, the guy can put up touchdowns, target him as a late round sleeper and a backup, especially a second quarterback in a 2 QB lead. Josh Allen with the big arm and the running upside, I do like. Uh, Joseph, you're talking to a Browns fan. I do have a, a feeling dangerous Baker Mayfield shirt. So I, I still love you. We're going to let it slide, okay? <laughs> We're talking fantasy, though. Listen, there, there, there's, there's real football, there's fandom, and there's business. So I can appreciate that, right? You know, yeah, and I love Baker. Don't get me wrong. That <laughs> offense was high octane, but you got to understand this is fantasy. And when you're looking at a quarterback and you're drafting relatively early fourth, fifth round, and you want to secure an anchor at quarterback, get one that's consistently proven over time. You're walking into an entirely new situation. You don't want to take the risk. When I can get a guy like Matt Ryan, even after that, give me Matt Ryan ahead of Baker Mayfield. Yeah, and, and, and again, the upside of Josh Allen with the legs, a fearless yeah. thrower, and with wide receivers getting a bit better in Buffalo, that's good. Uh, Joseph, tell people, again, where they can find you, because you are the content is everyday, valuable, great content, fantasy football. I tell people where they can find you. Yeah, join the Council Nation at Fantasy Football Council. Just Google it. Google it. You can find it there. Go to my website. All my links are there. Or just simply even search it on YouTube. Search Fantasy Football Counselor, Instagram, Twitter, FF Counselor one I'm everywhere. Just Google it and uh, just follow the Council Nation. I absolutely love it. And it will change the game completely for you. You'll dominate your, uh, your leagues. Phenomenal insight. Joseph, let's do this again soon, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it for having me on. Thanks, everyone. All right. Joseph Robert, Fantasy Football Counselor. You heard it there. Uh, one of my favorite follows on, on Instagram. Just uh, different takes, different rankings. Certainly puts in the work. Another company that puts in the work, folks. I don't know if you've heard of Urban Barrel Company. They're out of Ottawa, but they ship across Canada. This is super cool. I hooked up with Jeff Roberts. He runs the place. And what it is, is it is customized Urban Barrel. So you know you have the big whiskey or bourbon casks in the warehouses and all that. You They, they have it in different size. One liter, two liter, three, four, five. And you can have custom engraved barrels that you can make your own 
cocktails with. You can make your own bourbon, your own whiskey, your own your own liqueurs. Different recipes, different styles. You have varnish. You have. I had to make, and I'm going to bring it next week and have it on the show and have it on Twitch.tv slash Andy Mac Live. A McNamara Family Crest. I have it. McNamara Family Bourbon inscribed on it. It looks absolutely gorgeous. You can have it different varnishes, styles, uh, different rings around it. It is so cool. Just check it out. Urban Barrel, B-A-R-R-E-L dot C-A. Urban Barrel dot C-A. They're on Instagram as well. They're on Twitter. Check out some of the products. They're, they ship all across Canada. For Father's Day, you can't beat it. I hope my dad's not listening this week because I'm getting them one for, for Father's Day. It is, it is such a cool gift idea, but also practical you can use. I'm going to make my own McNamara old-fashioned recipe. I can't wait. I'm going to get started with that there. So check it out. UrbanBarrel.ca. I'll show you. I'll bring one on the show next week and uh, show you how cool it looks. We'll take the break and wrap up next with our division winner predictions in the AFC as well as we'll wrap up the Twitter poll at AndyMC81. You're listening to TSN 4 Downs. Back to wrap up TSN 4 Downs. Got one more off-season show next week, folks. Make sure you tune in for that. I'm Andy McNamara, and you're listening on TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca. You can watch live in the studio here with me on twitch.tv forward slash Andy Mac Live. Follow, subscribe, join the chat right there. Big thanks to our guests, uh, Mitchell Renz and Joseph Robert, for some Raiders AFC West preview and fantasy football tips. Let's, though, get an update on our Twitter poll, at AndyMC81. On Twitter and TSN four down. So the question was, and we did a couple of who'd you rather. So we'll go producer Aradis Vandy. We'll get his vote as well. So a, a twofold. If we're just Arad, if we're just seeing football wise, not fantasy, but just this year as they are right now, who'd you rather lead your team? Derek Carr of the Oakland Raiders or Jimmy Garoppolo of the 49ers? I bring it up because they were both second-round picks in the 2014 draft, entering a pivotal year for each of them in their career. So who'd you rather, Carr? Or Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr, better wide receiver core. Yeah, he does. And and you know what? He's a year removed from his injury. Um, Garoppolo, though, all the hype last year, right, Arad? Like you had the Forty ers were the sexy team. They were supposed to run away with it. Then he got injured, and then they finished with the second worst record and took Nick Bosa. That's always the trick, man. When you have a QB who's like, how do you say it? Whose claim to fame is two and a half good games. Well, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't understand the whole hype behind Jimmy. And, you know, I'm a Pats fan. I love all the former players. Were you upset when he got traded? No. No? Not at all. Like, I don't wow. think Belichick trades people for it. Well, no the, reason the, at all. The rumor was he didn't want him traded, though. That was, that was the, the, whole, the whole thing. And then Garoppolo finishes the year with San Francisco, looks great. But then teams get tape on him. And now it's up to Jimmy G to get figured out. Now, I love both of these guys coming out of the 2014 draft. I wanted the Browns to take either one. I think Jimmy Garoppolo's football IQ is phenomenal. Same with Derek Carr. The, I, I think the physical attributes of Carr are a little bit more, and you mentioned the wide receiver core. Also, this is a prove-it year for both guys, but Carr has the year extra removed from his leg injury and the nonsense of Gruden. So I think he's in a better spot. Jimmy Garoppolo may be a conversation for next year. It's going to be a slow start, I think, when it comes to him after missing so much time. And the poll question, uh, who'd you rather have as your fantasy quarterback? Carr, Jimmy G, Mariota, or Winston? Leading the... I can't believe this. Arad, Jimmy Garoppolo. 
There's some 49ers fans yeah, in the house. On? 58% Jimmy G? Mark Zucchino uh, noted he, for him in a 49er fan, probably hijacked. Is he or, hacking? Is he uh, burner accounts? He probably has Zucchino? a password. He probably, <laughs> <laughs> to do it, like, uh, I, yeah, Garoppolo, I'm not taking. Out of that group, I'm going to say Derek Carr again. And the reason is, Winston I would put next just because of the, the upside with his arm and Arian's offense. Out of this whole group, Winston's the only one that's been benched for poor performance. So I'll take Carr with Antonio Brown. I'm telling you people, guys, I'm telling you, Terrell Williams, Tyrell Williams is going to be an absolute stud in fantasy this year. And you're going to be able to get him as a value because of all the attention on Antonio Brown. When Keenan Allen got hurt with the Chargers, he balled out. I think there's going to be a great chance. Who would you rather have? I'm with you, man. Derek Carr, proven NFL quarterback, former pro bowler. You know what I mean? He's the only week-to-week consistent yeah. starter for at least one or two seasons. Right. So I take Carr. And outside of last year, like you got rid of Cooper Mack. Raiders were a hot mess. Mariota, I, I like, but the offense is archaic. Okay, you can vote at AndyMC81. 49ers fans are hot on TSN 4 Downs this week, voting up Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's do our AFC division winners here, Arad. And if we don't have time to get into more detail, we'll go NFC next week and circle back. AFC East. Patriots, Dolphins, Bills, Jets. Do we have to spend any time on this? Uh, no, <laughs> Patriots, and we can move on. Patriots, and we can move on. Until someone beats the man, it's going to be the Patriots. Now, Woo! the AFC North. The Baltimore Ravens won it last year. The Pittsburgh Steelers were second. My Cleveland Browns were third. The Cincinnati Bengals were last. My division winner, yeah, you guessed it. I don't care if you think it's a, it's a homer. It's the Cleveland Browns. Loaded. Loaded offense. Odell Beckham Jr. Jarvis Landry switches him back down to the more comfortable two role. You got Antonio Callaway on the outside. David Njoku. Demarius Harris. Also Nick Chubb in the backfield. And guess what? When he gets healthy, maybe someone's banged up a little bit. Kareem Hunt, week nine. Bring it, baby, with that defense too. Browns take it. And by the way, the Ravens, I'm putting them third. Because Lamar Jackson sucks. And he's going to get injured. And he is going to not be able to figure out that offense. Alright, did you hear this? Lamar Jackson, he said this to the media. He said he was surprised when the coaching staff told him he had to learn a new offense. So, so I some am new surprised plays. that he is what? surprised. That's ridiculous. It's like, one, why aren't the Ravens communicating better with him? Two, what did you think? The year started with Flacco. Uh-uh. Ravens aren't doing it. Give me the Browns. Who do you got for the North? I got to go with the Pittsburgh you Steelers. I'm sorry, Andy, but winning the offseason doesn't necessarily mean winning the that regular season. That is true. Now, I don't think Browns will be out of the playoff picture. They're, oh. they're a wild card team, but I think a focused Big Ben without the distraction of Brown and Bell, he can it can be finally his team. Him and Tomlin can finally take control. Still a lot of talent on the Steelers, and I feel like yep. they're too good to finish with less than 11 wins. I think you have Juju Smith-Schuster, who I, I personally have a soft spot for because he won me the TSN Fantasy Football League two years ago. I got him off of, of waivers. So thank you, Juju. But you have him now elevated to a spot where he's not comfortable with. Now he's facing the top corners of the top defensive backs. I think Juju takes a step back. James Conner, we saw fade down the stretch. Now they did draft the guy, and I think it's going to be a work in progress. So I think maybe I'm going to reverse. I think maybe the Steelers are a wild card. AFC South, interesting. Texans, Colts, Titans, Jaguars. You could make a case with Nick Foles there if he you know, plays like more December Nick Foles than early season Nick Foles. A case for any of these teams winning the division. This is the most interesting division in the AFC to me. It is, for sure. This is the closest one. This is the one I struggled with the most yeah. to come up with a pick. The I'm going to say the Colts 
with Andrew Luck healthy for a second year, I like that they added Paris Campbell as wide receiver, gives him another another weapon. I'll say Colts very close. But last year it was like Texans eleven and five, Colts ten and six. I think we might just see that reverse in Texans in second. Um, Jags are the wild card. It's going to be close. I think it's going to be right down to the wire. But give me the Colts first. Me too. I'm going to take yeah. the Colts. I feel like another full year of Andrew Luck. Uh, I. Their defense is getting better and better every year. Their yeah. rookies are just... I don't think there's going to be a sophomore slump for them. No. And I don't think the Texans will do as well. I don't think the Titans will do as well. And again, Nick Foles is the reverse Tony Romo, right? He won't be good till December. So <laughs> That's right. give me the Colts. And it might be too late. It's going to be a fight there. And folks, oh, I wanted to tell you about this too quick. The, speaking of fights, tonight, BTC fight promotion in Burlington. I've never been to a live mixed martial arts fight. I'm going tonight. They have this guy, James the Suplex Kid Clark, Canadian, out from Lindsay, Ontario, is going to be fighting. It's the Night of Champions for the vacant flyweight championship. I interviewed him yesterday. This guy said he's broken five arms with an arm bar, and he suplexed people's on his head. I, I can't wait. It's at Central Arena in Burlington, Drury, 519 uh, Drury Lane in Burlington. Make sure you check it out, btcfight.ca. You can get tickets at the door. You can watch it online if you can't get there. But I'm going to be there. Come say hi. Let's. Wa- I-, I can't wait to see this fight card. It's going to be awesome. BTC Fight. Get them on social media too. Burlington tonight, 6 o'clock start time. All right, AFC West to wrap it up, and we'll get into more detail on it next week. Around. Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. This is another real pick 'em. Um, I, I think the Chiefs maybe take a step back here, man. Without Tyree Kill, I think maybe maybe people figure them out a little bit. I'll go Chargers first. I'm gonna disagree Chargers. with you on that one, Chiefs, because Patrick Mahomes is the real deal, and Andy Reid is the king of the regular season. He, <laughs> that nice backhanded compliment, sir. You say Chiefs, I say Chargers, but that's another one. Depending on Flacco, does the, the Raiders could be right up there in second too. I think we see maybe maybe two wildcard teams come out of the AFC West. That'll do it for this week, folks. We'll get into our NFC division winner picks next week, and we'll circle back a little bit to the AFC as well. So that'll do it for Aradis Vandy. I'm Andy McNamara. Thank you to our guests. You've been listening to TSN 4 Downs on TSN 1050.